Hey, welcome to Youthology Resources. Every week we bring to you a topic on youth ministry, and this week we are talking about the Holy Spirit and youth ministry. Uh, the Holy Spirit and Gen Z. Oh man, I wanna to talk to you this week about the most important topic for young people today. I'm gonna to build a case for that. I know we have a lot of messages and a lot of topics we think are great for uh, teenagers, the family, right? Uh, sexuality, there are, there are so many of them. So why the Holy Spirit? Listen, the most important relationship that a teenager has on this planet today is not their mom or dad or their brother or sister or their grandmother or their grandfather. It's not their bae or their bestie. The most important relationship that a teenager has today on the earth is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right, I know, I know, tension in the room. Let me build a case for that. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit and teenagers. Gen Z specifically and the Holy Spirit. See, Gen Z is considered the supernatural generation. One of their characteristic traits, if you look at the sociological studies, is their love of the supernatural. You can see it in their movies, in the music, and in the gaming of teenagers. The supernatural is this missing relationship in our generation in the, in the Gen Z and teenagers today uh, with God, the Holy Spirit. I mean, I want you to think about that. That the one characteristic trait of Gen Z that would be most uh, common with Christianity is supernatural. It's the supernatural. Listen, in our Christian lives, we often will pray to our Heavenly Father right? Uh, Father God, fill in the list of requests. And then at the end, we say, in the name of Jesus, amen, right? But let us not forget that God is also active in our lives through the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is how God introduces himself um, in this era that we're living in today. The Holy Spirit is how God introduces himself to us. Um, it, it is his entrance into our life. It is the role and the significant presence of the Holy Spirit today uh, in this era that we are living in. The, the, the Holy Spirit is used and moved upon young people in every generation, from Moses to Joshua, to Joseph, Esther, David, Daniel, and the prophets. The Holy Spirit has rest upon each of them to change their world. We could talk about stories of each one of them, men and women that God moved on their lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon young people. His Spirit came upon Peter and the disciples, who most of the disciples were young people. Timothy, don't forget, even Jesus himself. In the modern day stories of the great preachers of the awakenings, let's take the Holy Spirit moving upon people today, like Koi Ten Boom saving hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people during the Holocaust. Billy Graham preaching around the world from the time that he was 17. One young world of teens helping refugees globally in all of the 
uh, wars that are going on. And how about the middle school girl who all by herself started See You at the Pole in Dallas, Texas, which is now the largest teenage prayer meeting in the history of mankind. All started by a middle school girl, moved on by the Holy Spirit to pray around her school flagpole. And given the culture that we live in today and the condition of America, there may never be a more important time in history when the Holy Spirit is needed. I mean, think about that because it blows my mind to think that maybe everybody looks at what's going on today and thinks, wow, there's no way God can move. But I believe this is what God does. He moves in the most difficult of times. Do you remember when Jesus was having his discussion with the, uh, the disciples, telling them that he was going to ascend and he was going to leave them? And he told them, it's important that I go. It is expedient for me to go because if I go, the helper will come. So I believe the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit is exactly what is needed to connect and see a breakthrough in this world today. Jesus knew that when he left, they needed a greater power. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what we need today on this generation. Let me help define what I believe is a great illustration of the mindset that we have toward the Holy Spirit, okay? Maybe this will help you. It's just a simple illustration. But as we're praying for God to move on a generation to change their world, think about these two illustrations. The Holy Spirit can be graphically pictured in the simple illustration of the personality differences between a pigeon and a dove, okay? Listen, a pigeon, known as a bother on crowded, busy streets, belligerent, noisy, territorial, will uh, mate with many other pigeons, dirty, quarrelsome, right? But look at another bird, actually used as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And look how different a dove is in comparison to a pigeon. See, a dove is known as a symbol of peace, never fights, can't stand the noise. They're not territorial, mate with only one partner, and can be wooed and taught to rest upon your arm. I don't know what your opinion or view of the Holy Spirit is, is our spiritual depth and understanding of the Holy Spirit more representative of the pigeon or the dove? Because I'm telling you, when we build into a generation the definition of the Holy Spirit, they're going to be moved by this picture of a descending dove upon a generation. I mean, look at the Holy Spirit in awakenings in church history. The awakening that we need in America will begin when the church returns to that biblical relationship with the Holy Spirit that is set forth in the Bible. Uh, um, let me just give you some terms. Let me give you like four or five understandings of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Phrases, terms, truths, like a glossary of understanding of uh, who the Holy Spirit is. Number one, the Holy Spirit is not an it or a thing, or a movement, okay? Number two, the Holy Spirit is a person, okay? Number three, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, all God, 
Number four, the Holy Spirit has many roles, okay? Like power is the initial spiritual evidence of the Holy Spirit upon our lives, right? Power, he, but he is also a comforter, a helper, and he convicts us of sin and guides us in, into truth. And then number five, the Holy Spirit has many gifts. So just like number four, many roles, he has many gifts that he gives to us. The gift of faith, miracles, healing, wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, administration, and encouragement. All of those are gifts. Let me help you by defining the Holy Spirit by answering three important questions. Okay, question number one. If I am saved, do I need the Holy Spirit again? So if I'm saved, do I need the Holy Spirit again? Listen, the Holy Spirit begins his work in us with repentance and salvation. That's the first work, repentance and salvation. But he extends his work in us through righteousness and declaration. So it's not just at salvation. He comes upon us uh, to empower our lives. Look at Acts 1. Uh, the Bible says, John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Baptized in water is that repentance and salvation. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is power or declaration. Acts 19, right? Remember that? Acts 19 verses 1 through 5 says, They had only been baptized into John's baptism. And when they heard this, then they were baptized into the name of Jesus, or as Christ said, I would send the Holy Spirit. You would be baptized with fire in the Holy Spirit. And then in John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus four times says that the Holy Spirit is our helper, our advantage, four times. He said, it is to your advantage that I go because then the helper will come to you. John 7, I love this one. John 7, um, Jesus speaking to the disciples, and this is what he said, as he was teaching them, that he spoke of the Spirit, whom those that believed then would receive. So Jesus is talking to his disciples who are already born again. So the answer to that first question is, yes, there is a greater work of the Holy Spirit, not just in us, but upon us too, to bring us power. All right, hey, question number two. Maybe you've thought about, isn't the Holy Spirit in speaking in tongues evil or of the devil? I've heard people say that right? I've heard people say that. But Acts 2 says this, that, that while they were all together in unity, suddenly there came from heaven, okay? There came from heaven, the Holy Spirit came from heaven in their unity. The origination of this gift came in a prayer meeting from God. That doesn't sound evil to me, <laughs> right? Acts 8 says this, um, if you remember, the pagan magi magician was saying, give me this power. And he was following the disciples around. Give me this power. Hear me. If Simon, the sorcerer, the pagan, right, this, this pagan, if it came from hell or was evil, don't you think that as a sorcerer, he would have known all about this power? But he didn't recognize this power of the Holy Spirit that came upon them because it came from heaven. And then, of course, Luke 11 Verses 9 through 13, one of my favorite verses on the Holy Spirit, talks about how God will not give you something evil. 
He will give you something good because he's a heavenly father. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father above. All right, hey, question number three. If this helps us to define the Holy Spirit, uh, maybe this question will help you. Question number three. Um, wasn't the Holy Spirit just for the apostles? He's not for today, right? It's just the Bible times. Listen, Luke 24, 49 says, Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father for you and their, your, their children and their children and in that generation to come. See, the Holy Spirit was from God through Jesus. It wasn't an apostolic gift. It was a messianic gift. If it were an apostolic gift, then it would have been for the apostles. But the Holy Spirit was sent by the Father and by Jesus. Acts 2, same thing. Let each one of you repent and each one of you receive for the promises for you and your children and as many as the Lord our God would call to salvation. The apostolic age ended when the apostles died off, okay, around the first century. But Peter said he was, the Holy Spirit was for all who are to come in his message in Acts chapter 2 in Jerusalem. So this is not just a gift that was for the first century. And hear me, let me say this too. Since Jesus is the originator of this gift of the Holy Spirit, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Holy Spirit must be for all time and for all mankind also. <laughs> right? Think about that. Why would two-thirds of the Trinity be good for today, right? Let me give you one more argument too. Is healing today? Is prophecy today? Is salvation today? To answer yes and to confirm the role of the Spirit in each of those things, those vital areas of Christianity, right, is to answer yes that the Holy Spirit is for today too because he gives us those gifts. So then why would the Holy Spirit not be for today if his gifts are for today? Man, I hope this is helping you understand the, the importance of the supernatural and the Holy Spirit on this generation. Um, listen, I, I think we have to, we cannot forget to stress to a generation that is so moved by the supernatural that we should not forget to stress to them the supernatural part of the kingdom of God. Listen, Christianity is nothing if it is not supernatural. And the supernatural role of the Trinity is found in the Holy Spirit, right? I believe that the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to help define our lives through the supernatural. And that trait is perfect for Gen Z. It is the perfect match, the common match, that I think we should not be apologizing for the supernatural as the church. As a matter of fact, I think that the world is familiar with the supernatural. Look at our movies, look at the music, look at the gaming. The world is familiar with the supernatural, but the church is foreign to the supernatural. So hear me, the most important relationship that we have on this earth today is the Holy Spirit. He's been knocking on the door of the church for 2,000 years. I think it's time we answer the door, open the door, and build our relationship with the Holy Spirit, starting with this generation. All right? Hey, thank you for joining us. Check out all the socials. Go to the link tree, and you'll find us there where you can watch, read, 
or listen to this blog. Thank you again. Have a great week.